for one more moment and shall bring it on. All right, I want to look at Ephesians chapter 4, verses 11 and 12. I've been talking to you about vision. I want to take just a few minutes. I promise I'm not going to teach very long. Look at your neighbor and say, sure. Hallelujah. No, I promise you I'm going to go through this quickly, but it's going to be powerful. I don't want you to live your life thinking in a mentality of status quo. I want you to have the more that God has called you to have. How many of you want to have the more in your life of God and everything he's promised? But you cannot do it without vision. Now, last week I unpacked the church's vision. This week I want to talk about your vision. If you're ready, say, I'm ready. The Bible said in Ephesians 4.11, it said, And he gave some to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, and some pastors, and some teachers. Watch this. For the equipping of the saints. For the work of the ministry. Anybody that tries to tell you that apostles are not for today, that prophets are not for today, that there's only a certain part of the fivefold that's for today, don't believe them. That is so untrue and so in error because we still, the saints still need to be equipped. How many of y'all want to be equipped? Hallelujah. It takes the entirety of the fivefold ministry to equip you for ministry and for the edifying of the body of Christ. I, I want to talk to you about a shift in your life for just a few minutes. Who needs a shift on some level? You can't have a shift unless you're equipped, and you can't be equipped unless you hear one of the fivefold speak into your life and listen to me very closely. You surely can't shift without vision. So I want to talk to you about the gift of the shift. Slip up your hands. Lord, today we pray that you will have your way and you will use me as I teach and preach your word. If you love the Lord and you're grateful to be in this house, one, two, three, give the Lord a radical praise. Come on. I'm telling you, you can be seated. Give me just a few minutes. You won't regret it. I'm excited about your potential. When I look around this room, here's what I'm doing. I'm putting a big 10 over your head. Every one of you are 10s in my eyes. Tell your neighbor, apostle said I was a 10. Yeah, yeah, and tell him, don't you forget it. Hallelujah. I don't see twos or threes or fours or five because I don't call you by your problem or your predicament. I call you by your potential. And I want you to hear me. I'm excited about your potential, but here's what I know, precious. You cannot walk in the fullness of your potential without vision. And the problem is we spend so much time worried about our past and worried about what we've been and where we've been when in reality, the devil doesn't care anything about your past. Satan could care less about your past. The enemy does not fear your past. He fears your potential. Oh, you missed a good place to give God a praise right there. If you feel like you have some potential in the Lord, why don't you give God praise that it ain't over and I've got potential. The devil doesn't fear your past because whatever's come and gone has come and gone. He's afraid of your anointed, spirit-led, Holy Ghost indwelt, path of God, your potential. And part of understanding and knowing who you are is linked to understanding, watch this, who you are not. You cannot fully embrace, precious, who you are unless you understand who you are not. And let me just say this. I'm saying it with the best heart that I know how. You are not a recovering anything. You are not a recovering drug addict. You are not an ex-con. You are not a recovering an alcoholic. You are a brand new person. 
You are a brand new creature. You are loaded with potential. Whatever you were is underneath the blood of Jesus Christ. I have never heard a butterfly say, I am a recovering caterpillar. Come on, somebody. You have potential. Somebody needs to get excited about the potential that God has for your life. But I need to talk to you today about your potential. And in order for you to walk in the fullness of your potential, you're going to have to be a person of vision. And I understand my assignment to you over these next weeks. It's time for you to become a person of vision. I want to lead churches and ministries and staff and all these incredible people. I don't want to do it without vision. And I can be transparent with you and tell you that in all 26 years that I've been pastor here, I have the greatest vision in 2024 that I've ever had. Something happened to me when I turned 60. I know some of y'all thought I was 40, but I'm 60. Come on. But I was in D.C., and I called Pastor Don up, and I said, I want you to pray for me. I was preaching in Washington, D.C. She said, what do you want to pray for me? What do you want me to pray for? I said, pray that I get a second win, that I preach with more power, and I lead with more vision in my 60s than I ever did in my 30s. And I'm telling you, I feel my help coming on. You're in Calvary at just the right time. So, so here's the deal. I came to tell somebody that if you walk with vision, that the shift is on. God's about to bring a shift in your life. And you say, well, apostle, how do you know when it's time to shift? Write this down real quickly. When you become uncomfortable with being comfortable, you're in a place called shift. I've never shifted in my life until I was, I was uncomfortable with being comfortable. I have many people now who look at me and say, Apostle, God's blessed the church. You've been blessed with many campuses. You have such a solid thing that God has given you, and certainly God gets all the glory. Why don't you just coast now and be comfortable? Because I cannot be comfortable. The moment I get comfortable, I start getting uncomfortable. Because I'm telling you, I don't plan to limp out. I don't plan to go to heaven, barely surviving. But I plan to operate with vision, purpose, and power. Some of you in this room have been in a time and a season where you've been uncomfortable with being comfortable. And it's because God is about to shift your life into a new dimension. But here's what I need to tell you with full transparency and humility. The Bible says here in Ephesians 4.11, and he himself, that's the Lord himself, gave some to be apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors and teachers for the equipping of the saints for the work of the ministry how many of you want to be equipped how many of you want to do work uh-huh. for the edifying of the body of Christ and let me tell you something the Bible says here that he gave and you must view those who speak to you as God's gift to you now I want to be careful those who minister to you are certainly not better than you. I would never say that I'm better than you. You know my mentality. 
I don't have one thing that God has not given me. I don't have one opportunity or stage or anything that I lead that God has not given me. But if you don't understand the gift that God raises up and you don't view that person or that evangelist, that teacher, that prophet, if you don't honor them and honor what God has put in them, then you'll never be able to receive what they have to give to you that came from the Lord anyway. So you say, Apostle, what are you saying? Do you think you're God's gift to me? Well, in this season and right now, for these next 20 minutes, yes, I am. Hallelujah. Because here's what I know. If I don't say, and again, you guys know my heart by now after 26 years. But if you don't value the gift, you won't value the instruction. If you just look at a, pre a preacher or a teacher and you just look at them like they're just another guy, a little another Joe Smo, then you're not going to value what they have to say to you. But when you realize, man, God anointed that man, he called that woman, and I want to receive what God has for me through them. No preacher is worthy to be worshipped. Don't you worship the preacher. If, if, if you're in a church where they're worshiping the preacher, that church has been church charmed. Come on. That is demonic. I wrote a book called Hell Spells. And there are churches that are church charmed. We don't exalt men. We exalt the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. There is one centerpiece in this church, and his name is Jesus. But you've got to have enough confidence in those that speak to you that you see what they bring you as a gift from heaven. Now, in this season... I want to bring you the gift of the shift. I want to talk to you about vision. And here's what I want to say. It's time to look towards the rest of 2024 with fresh vision and receive the gift of the shift. Is there anybody here today in this great crowd, you're ready for some things to shift in your life. If that's you, one, two, three, give God some praise right now. I have a burning desire in my heart to see each of you shift into your vision-oriented, God-designed season. And the Bible said that he gave some apostles, prophets, teachers, evangelists, and pastors, watch this, for the equipping. Somebody say equipping. Now, if you look at the word equipping, equipping is this. It's the complete furnishing. It's the supply with all that is necessary for a particular past. A particular task. It means to prepare someone mentally for advancement. How many of you are ready for advancement? Come on. I have a burning desire in my heart to see you shift into your potential. And, and here's what I've decided about anyone that has a platform here or an opportunity to teach or preach, and especially myself. I want to be more than an aspirin in your life. I want to be a vitamin. Rather than just dulling the pain, I want teachers and preachers, and I want to be a teacher and preacher who empowers you, strengthens you, and prepares you for what's next. So if you want to aspirin, you're in the wrong church. I'm not just here to dull the pain. I want to fill you with so much vision and faith and power by the Word of God that you march into hell's kitchen and you take back what the devil stole from you. We've had too many pacifier Christians. We've had too many bottle-fed believers. It is time for some preachers to get in the pulpit and have a word from heaven. 
I don't like that, Pastor. Well, that's okay. Thank you. It's incredibly important for you to realize that in order to walk in God's plan, you must have God's vision. We all have things we desire, opportunities that we want, and we all have doors that we would like for God to open. We all have things that we want God to do, and I have a very profound word. And I want you to, I need every person here and online to hear me. This is very powerful. What, what, what you want, wants you to. Good gracious. I know some of y'all have gotten real religious on me right there. But what you want, wants you to. Tell somebody, testify to somebody, say, what you want, wants you to. Because in every sense of the word, what you want, what wants you to. I'm not talking about who, so don't be a stalker up in here. You start stalking somebody, you have misunderstood this message. What you want, wants you to. If you want good, good wants you. If you want victory, victory wants you. If you want joy, joy wants you. If you want bad, bad wants you. If you want drugs, drugs wants you. If you want alcohol, alcohol wants you. If you want pornography, pornography wants you. If you want empty relationships, empty relationships want you. But if you want success, success wants you. If you want victory, victory wants you. If you want breakthrough, breakthrough wants you. If you, I'm gonna say it again, if you want success, Success wants you. If you want victory and breakthrough, it all wants you. How many of you want everything on that screen? Come on. If you want that and you know it wants you, one, two, three, give God a praise. I want it. It wants me. The purpose has a price attached to it. The things that you want have, has, a, has a price attached to it. It's time for you to shift, and it's time for you to be more. But you can't do it without clear vision. You can hear more and not be more. Hear more preaching, hear more teaching, not be more. You can know more and not be more. Y'all help me. You can do more and not be more. You can have more and not be more, and all you're doing is accumulating. But the price of the next season of vision manifesting is your pursuit. It's your blood, your sweat, and your tears. And the purpose is to glorify God. When it manifests, it's not to glorify the flesh, but it's to glorify the Lord. So you say, how do I measure what I'm in pursuit of? The Bible said, delight yourself, Psalms 37, in the Lord, and he shall give you the desires of your heart. The reason that God hasn't given some of you the desires of your heart is because you haven't been delighting yourself in the Lord. You've been delighting yourself in the flesh. And when you delight yourself in the flesh, God does not join himself to things of the flesh. But when you begin to delight yourself in the Lord, that's when the Lord says, I'll come in and give you the desires of your heart. I need somebody that's ready for God to shift your desires to line up with his plan. Give him praise right now. And all of this will manifest through instruction. Instruction is key. Watch this. The well you drink from is the well you think from. So you better make sure you're not hearing a preacher full of pride. You better make sure you're, you're not hearing from a preacher or a minister or a teacher 
or an apostle or an evangelist or a pastor that's full of his own agenda because the well you drink from is the well you think from. And the Bible says, as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to deposit four quick things in your heart. Four prerequisites as you shift. Somebody say shift. Number one, let go of what's not working and embrace what will. Come on, somebody. There are some things that have never worked, and guess what? They never will work. You have to ask God to give you wisdom to know when it's time to move on. I am now 60 years old. I can't believe it. And I have come to terms with this fact. I will never play in the NBA. I will never play in the NFL. I will never play in the PGA. I'm all right with that. Some of you have been trying to connect the things that just ain't going to happen because it's not God's will for your life. Some of you have been trying to do jobs that ain't working, businesses that aren't working, relationships that aren't working. May I say what I said several years ago and set somebody free? Stop seeking validation from people who never have any intention of validating you. That right there is somewhere where you need to give God a 20-second praise. Some of you have been waiting for validation from people who never have any intention of validating you. But if God has called you to do a thing, if God is for you, who can be against you? Sometimes you have to shift and say, it ain't working. I'm going to do something else. You ready for this? Deuteronomy 2, 3, you have walked around this mountain. All the radical people, shout it out. Shout down your row long enough. Yeah, yeah, you have walked around this long enough. You have walked around this problem long enough. You have walked around this issue long enough. You have walked around this defeat long enough. You have walked around this situation long enough. And guess what? It ain't working. And you need to say, God, if it ain't you and it ain't going to work, get it out of my life. I'm done with it. I'm tired of it. And get a shift in your spirit. Get a shift in your heart. I'm telling you, God wants to shift somebody here today. But you've got to be willing to say, God, I'm ready for a new thing. If you're ready for a new thing, give God a radical praise right now. Number two, realize you are not damaged goods, even if you've been in damaging, damaging situations. I know we're radical here and we kind of throw back sometimes, get a neighbor by the hand, say, hey, neighbor. Come on, shake them up, make sure they're awake. Say, hey, neighbor. I don't look like what I've been through. Oh, come on, come on, come on, come on. Some, of, some people don't know what you've been through. They don't know the abuse you survived. They don't know the hell you walked out of. They don't know you hadn't always been a greeter and an usher. They don't know that you hadn't always served on the team. They don't, they don't know that you hadn't always been a worshiper. They were a tough. Somebody give God praise if you made it through something to get where you are. Just because you've been in damaging situations doesn't mean that you're damaged goods. 
Don't allow anything you've been through to hold you from your potential. Any situation that was damning or damaging, don't let it convince you that you are damaged goods and God can't use you. I've watched that show sometimes on the History Channel. You know, with Frank and whatever his name is, and they go and they're called the Pickers. And I watch and people pay a lot of money for stuff that is used. And guess what? Some of the stuff actually loses its value if they try to sand out the scratches and paint and cover up the nicks. And they say, hey, it's not damaged, it's vintage. And I have a word for somebody. You're not damaged, you're vintage. Tell somebody I'm vintage. You think I'm damaged because of what I've been through? I'm vintage. My scratches give me credibility. My nicks give me validity. My scars are my testimony. What I've been through testifies that God is still able that even if I've been damaged, I can still be used. I need somebody that's been through something. Open up your mouth and give God praise that you're not damaged, you are vintage. I came to testify and tell you you're not damaged, you are destined. Even if you messed up in your last marriage, you can still be a great husband or wife. Even if you weren't raised with good parents, you can be a good parent. Even if you saw all failure around you and you failed in the past, you can still be a success. You, even if you failed in the sin, you can still be a powerful Christian. You can still serve the Lord. You can still serve this house. You can still make a difference. You can still pray. You can still give. You can still walk in power. You can still know the anointing. Come on, you might be the next world shaker. You might be the next entrepreneur. You might be the next millionaire. Nobody wants to help me. You might be the next one. Damages and all. Tell somebody on your row, I'm not damaged, I'm destined. Hallelujah, and give God a praise like you believe it. Paul told the Roman church, and we know, Romans 8, that all things, not a few things, not just the good things, not just the things that were pleasant, but how many things? How many? How many? All things work together for the good to those who love God. Anybody love Jesus in here? Let me hear from the Jesus lovers. Come on. Maybe I can't hear from everybody, but let me hear from a thousand of you that love Jesus. Come on. Let me hear from one thousand of you that radically love the Lord. If you love him, it's going to work together. Who love God and who are called according to his purpose. Work together is actually a Greek phrase, and it means made to cooperate. God said, I am so big that in the divine recipe of your life, 
that I will make it all work out for your good. The good times and the bad times. The hot times and the low times. The times when you got it right and the times when you got it wrong. The times when you missed it and the times when you hit it. God said, I am so big. I'm so omniscient, omnipresent, and all-knowing that I will come right into your situation and that thing that should have killed you, I will use it to propel you into your purpose. So I want you to give God an all things praise right now. All right. Number three, begin to see differently. This is where fresh vision comes in. Stop looking about looking at who you were and where you were and begin to change the way you see things. When I tell you it's time to see different, I'm actually asking you to understand something powerful. Are you ready? I want you to get this in your spirit. I want you to get eyes of faith and see what is not yet. If you're going to see it differently, you got to see it by faith. Without faith, it is impossible to see, to see God. For vision, you're going to have to have faith. And you got to get eyes of faith. Somebody raise up your hands and say, God, give me eyes of faith. Everything you see that we have that God has blessed us with, it's all the Lord. He gets all the glory. But let me be very careful and tell you that I saw it in faith before I saw it. I saw this building before I saw it. I saw Palm Coast before I saw it. I saw Orlando before I saw it. I saw Panama City before I saw it. And some of you, even though it hasn't manifested and materialized yet, you need to get a now faith is inside of you and see it before you see it. This is powerful and precious because I'm trying to catapult you into your next. But what you're going to have to do, precious, is begin to see what is not yet. We've all heard about deja vu. How many of you ever heard of deja vu? Deja vu is been there, done that. When you walk into a room, have you ever walked in there? Something, man, it feels like deja vu in here. Wave at me if you've ever had a deja vu moment. It means been there, done that. I, I feel like I've been here before. I feel like I've done this before. But in this season, God is propelling somebody in the room into a shift. He's propelling this ministry into a shift. And you're not going to have a deja vu mentality. Y'all ain't ready for this. You're going to have a vuja day. <laughs> Instead of deja vu, tell somebody on your road, vuja day. What is vuja day? It means going there, doing that. <laughs> it means I haven't done it yet, but I'm going to do it. That means don't you judge me yet. Don't you judge my family yet. I've got potential. I'm going there and I'm doing that. Get your neighbor by the hand and say, neighbor, you can just sit there if you want to, but I got to give God praise. I'm going there and I'm doing that. Yeah, I'm building that thing. I'm walking in that thing. I'm seeing that thing. I've got something inside of me. I've never had more vision. I've never had more excitement. I've never had more just an anticipation about what God is going to do in this church. My God, I'm having Bouja Day right now. I'm having Bouja Day. I can have Deja Vu and look at the old building and say, God, you've been good, but I'm leaving Deja Vu and I'm stepping into Bouja Day. And I'm saying, I ain't seen nothing yet. 
karate chop somebody and say, lose y'all day. Hey! Y'all, I'm trying to finish. Give the Lord a 20-second thank you right now. Come on, are you really going there? Are you really going to see it? Day. Ain't that good? Some of y'all got tickled. I'm serious. I ain't playing. But you got to understand the process. Who's ready for the process? I'm getting ready to close. What does that mean? Not nothing. Okay, here's the process real quick. I see where I've been. Uh-huh. Don't deny where you've been. Because sometimes you won't get to where you're going without acknowledging where you've been. Okay, I see where I am. In order for you to get where God's calling you, you got to acknowledge where you are. So I see where I've been. I see where I am. I see why I'm here. Did I make decisions that place me here? You got to be honest. I see what I can do. Uh-huh. Uh, Lord, by your spirit, I'm receiving a path forward. All right. I see what's not yet. Make a little noise if you want to see what's not yet. Vujah Day. No, I, want to, I only want to hear from the Vujah Day people. Are there any Vujah Day people? I feel like there's about 500 right in here. I feel like there's some up in the balcony. I feel like I want to hear from all the Vujah Day people across the building. Hey, I see what's not yet. So, so what, what's next? Only one thing. Here it comes. Bring it up. I shift. Hey, when I walk through that process, I shift. I feel a divine, supernatural shift. Baby, you can't shift if you don't see what's next. Who's ready to shift? Listen, you can be a cheetah and you can run. Are there any cheetahs in the house? Or you can be a hippo and stay in the pond. Are you going to be a cheetah or a hippo? You say, well, apostle, I think I'm going to be a, a cross between a cheetah and a hippo. You know what that is? That's a cheapo. And God can't use a cheapo. you got to say, I'm getting out of the pond. I'm getting out of confinement. And I'm ready. There's a cheapo on your row. Here's the key. You're going to have to keep on when it's hard. You're going to have to keep on when it seems like nothing's happening. I break every spirit of weariness that has come on you. I felt refreshing. That was such a prophetic word by Pastor Christian. Paul told the Galatian church, and let us not grow weary while doing good, for in due season we shall reap. If we do not lose heart, anybody ready to reap? you're ready to reap in 2024, open up your mouth and give God praise that you and me are going to be in a reaping year. This morning early, I wrote reap, R-E-A-P, R-E-A-P, just to write R-E-A-P. I want to do a little acrostic. It means receive every anointed promise. I will R-E-A-P. 
Say, I will receive every anointed promise. Now, if you believe it, give God a praise. Okay, we're at the beginning of 2024. Here's the fourth thing. Decide now in 2024, I will do what it takes to shift. It's your job to shift you. Your friends can shift with you or without you, but one thing your friends can't do, one thing your mama can't do, your daddy can't do, your family can't do, they can't shift for you. We cannot wait on others to do for us what we must and can do for ourselves. If you want to be more and do more and have more, you got to decide to shift. Some of you girls are saying, well, I'm waiting for my knight in shining armor. Can I tell you something as a daddy of girls? Your knight in shining armor is you. Come on, women. How many of you can say, even if my husband don't want to shift, I'll be my own knight in shining armor. Let me hear from the daughters in the house. If you're ready for a shift, come on, daughters. What if your knight in shining armor is you? We have programmed people too much to depend on others. I know I'm about to mess some folk up, but can I tell you this? Here's a true statement. The best hand to feed you is the one at the end of your own wrist. Bring it up. I said the best hand to feed you is the one at the end of your own wrist. You, you wait for somebody to do something for you and they can't even take care of themselves. But this is a season when the divine breath of God, the pneuma of heaven, is going to breathe into you and you're going to find out I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I can start the job. I can start the business. I can raise this family. I can be a mother to these children. I can walk in power. I can, I can embrace the shift. Somebody say it's time to shift. You can dream the dream. You can step out on faith. You can serve in ministry. You can start the business. You can go to the next level. You can have a faithful family. You can get the contract. You can get the degree. Young person, think big. You can shift. There will always be those who don't shift. Why? Proverbs 26, 15 says a shiftless sluggard. Puts his fork in the pie, but is too lazy to lift it to his mouth. If you can't say amen, say ouch. I, 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 I think I've, we've had some pie here this morning. But it's up to you to put your fork in it and get it in your mouth. Don't be shiftless when it's time to shift. Okay, let's look at shift and I'm going to close. Shift means this. It means to move from one situation or one season to another. Somebody who's ready to move from one season or situation to another. One, two, three. <laughs> Hallelujah. Okay, let's get a little bit radical. Stand up. And, 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 and just push somebody. Just push them. Just push them. Say, I'm pushing you into your shift. Come on, push them. I'm pushing you. Now tell that person, thank you. Thank you. I came to prophesy to a few people that God's about to move you from one situation to another. Ah! God's about to move you from one season to another. 
this it means to change positions are you ready to change positions that means I go from down to up that means I go from out to in that means I go from sick to healed that means I go from defeated to victorious that means I go from giving up to knowing that he's more than enough I dare you right now if you're ready to change positions in 2024 on some level give God a praise that it shall Shift means this, it means to change directions. It means I was going this way, but I shifted and now I'm going that way. It means I was headed for defeat, but I shifted and now I'm headed for victory. It means I was going for fear, but I shifted and now I'm walking in faith. I dare somebody right now, if you're ready to shift directions, if you don't want to go the same direction you went in 2023, just say, God, I thank you that this year I'm going to shift, I'm going to shift, I'm going to shift. This is probably my favorite one. Shift is the key. You touch to capitalize the letter on the computer. Jesus, it's the key. You use the capital line. Help me, Lord. A letter on the computer is when you take a little letter and make it a big letter. I dare somebody who's ready to go from a little thing to a big thing. Give a big God a praise right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Y'all, I feel a radical thank you, Jesus, in the house. Get your neighbor by the hand and say, neighbor, you can just stand there if you need to but give me a minute to give god praise i'm about to shift from little thinking to big thinking from little things to big things from small things to great things come on radical people give god a praise sense I sense that things in this season are happening quickly anybody ever drove a stick shift some of y'all young people don't know till you drive a stick shift you don't know how to drive you're trying to figure out how to bring that clutch out and that gas in and you have to get it just right and you have a five speed and when you and you know what you do when you're about to shift you press the clutch and when you press the clutch you feel like for one split moment you're slowing down but what really is happening is you're shifting gears and you're getting ready to go faster. Some of you have felt like you've been and I feel like preaching. I might run on my own message. 
Some of you have been in a season where you feel like you've been slowing down. But God said you ain't been slowing down. You just been hitting the clutch because you're about to shift into another season, another situation, and another gear. And things are gonna accelerate. Somebody give God a praise right now. High five your wife and tell her the shift is on. High five your friend by you and say the shift is on. It's the gift of the shift. Now one, two, three, give the Lord the ovation of the day. So here's what I want to do, and I'm done. I'm going to hand this off to Anderson. He's going to close us out. He didn't know that. Push Anderson and say shift. You're shifting, Anderson. You, I, I, want, I want to lift off of you. Listen to me, daughters. I'm old enough now where I could be many of your dads. And I want to be a father in the Lord. It's my favorite thing. Of all the things that I enjoy being the most, I mean, besides your husband. Because you're just looking at me, waiting for what I was going to say, I can see. It's being a father. And some of you, you're not shifting because the enemy has just released over you this feeling of defeat. And he's made you feel like you are fighting battles that you cannot win and you won't shift. But I've come to tell you, precious, one scripture, I speak it over you. Raise up your hands. Deuteronomy 20, 44. God, your God. Somebody say, my God. Your God is right there with you. Hmm. Fighting with you against your enemies. Fighting to win. And he's never lost a battle. And, and he's not going to start with you. So listen, we've already given altar calls and prayed for people today. But here's what I need you to know. Here's the four things in the takeaway. I want you to meditate on this this week. When times get intense and get hard, I want you to meditate on this this week. Number one, precious, speaking to you from the heart of a dad now, from the heart of a father, you got to value this instruction. You got to see it like it's a gift, okay? How many of you want this gift in your life? You got to value it. Number one, you got to let go of, not, of what's not working. And you got to embrace what will. There's some things that haven't been working and they're not going to work because it's not God's plan. Number two, stop beating yourself up because things went wrong. Realize you are not damaged goods even if you've been in damaging situations. I break off of you regret. I break of all, off of you this thing that is absolutely hypnotized you in the past. Number three, I want you to begin to see differently. I want you to have not deja vu. Vujade. Some of y'all going to be riding down the road. You're going to say, oh, Vujade. I see what is not yet. And then number four, this is probably the most important thing. Your friends can shift, but they can't shift for you. Your family can shift, 
but they can't shift for you. You have to do what it takes to shift. So if you received the word and you received everything God did at Calvary today, I know we went a little bit over time. Open up your mouth and give God the praise. Thanks for watching the message. I'm sure this spoke to you. Here's what I want you to do. Why don't you subscribe to this YouTube channel? That way, every time there's a new message, you'll get to hear it. Also, many of you have watched this. Some of you watch on a regular basis. Why not take time and sow? You can give at calvaryfl.com. You can give on your phones, and you can be a part of helping us take this message around the world, the message of hope, the message of Jesus Christ. Can't wait to see you back here real soon.